0: This is Vixen John, creator of Minute Made New York, and you're listening to Minutes Heard. On today's episode of Minutes Heard, you'll be listening to profiles from people who worked at Children of Promise NYC. It's an organization based out of Brooklyn, New York, who caters to children whose parents are incarcerated by helping to empower them through programs and other initiatives. These volunteers and staff members of CPNYC, share the stories of why they decided to become a part of this organization and how important their work is for the kids that they serve. I had the honor to capture their stories and learn more about why they are involved with this great cause. Well, I guess for the record, this is Kim.
1: Yeah, so I'm Kim Kim Ziegler.
0: <laughs> cool, cool. All right. So what is your motivation to get up every day and make the best of it?
1: Okay, so um, I come to CPNYC on Saturdays, and um, I just... Once you start coming, even just one week, the next week you like you think about the kids and you want to come back because really the more I found that like the more that I came, the like deeper relationships I um, was able to make with the kids and then um, and I just like I miss them during the week. I want to hear about how their week went and they just give me. Uh, like it's exciting it is like also tiring I get it the first couple of weeks last year when I started I would get home and take a nap <laughs> like so much energy but um, but that but it's, it's really just because I know that I've made a connection with them and I just to keep that connection strong I keep coming back so
0: cool. that is important I think as, I think the last time I was here um, you know one of the volunteers was saying that it's important that they kind of like have your face. As yeah, a so yeah, it's like, and it's really comfortable?
1: yeah. And the more that they see you, the more they'll they'll they get comfortable, and you know they'll walk in and they'll be like, oh hi Miss Kim, you know, or good morning Miss Kim, and that is just that's totally worth it. And I even throughout this year slowly I've also started to get to know a couple of the moms, and that's just really nice too. Like I think for them as well to know that they have like on Saturdays there are people, like, that their kids feel comfortable with, like, that they have seen more, you know, over and over again, and that can even, you know, and then I can, I can ask, like, oh, well, what did you do for your birthday, or what did you know, or how was that test last week that we studied for, you know, so, um, so it's just, like, you start, I mean, I, I think that, like, everything you do is based on relationships, and especially with kids, those relationships are just so important, and, um, and fragile, you know. So, um, so coming like one time, I forgot my glasses, and Nicholas was like, "I almost didn't recognize you without your glasses." <laughs> and um, so, just like funny thing, you know, like oh well, then I better, I better come some more so you recognize me, you know.
0: Right. Yeah, those those moments are pretty vital, you know. And I think it's yeah, it's, it's important for the kids to kind of have someone that they could connect with. Them. You
1: know, remember and, and then they, they will like so I come I try to come every week and every you know depending on you know like there's work or, or traveling and so I do miss every now and then but I always tell them so I'll, like the Saturday before I will be like hey okay, I won't be here next week but I'll see you and they're like okay okay but because I found that one time I didn't say anything and then the following week they were like you weren't here where were you you know so they remember and um. And it is a lot for them to have that consistency to know that there will be, I mean, that's what CPNC part of it is all about. I mean, the counselors are so, they, you know, they're like that safe space for the kids and um, to get them, to give them a space where they know like this place is always here for them after school or on Saturdays and they can, they like have people that they know they can talk to and then like knows, that know them, um, you know, more because it's hard in school. Like it's hard for teachers who have a whole class who maybe don't have—they don't have all the information about students. Where here, CPNC knows the students and they know their families, and um, and so they can they can get like a heads up from mom or the um, or you know or whoever the, the caregiver and like oh well so I heard that you know I heard this thing go so well this week, but what are we doing to try to um, you know get back in the game and get, you know, adjust, whereas I understand, like, um, I think that the, I think, you know, when they come back with, from, with stories from school, you can tell that there's a lot of them, not all of them, some of them really like, like school, which is really awesome, but their experience is different, but I also understand, like, the school, this context can be more flexible than a school can, you know, and so that's why it's nice to have that, like, have that balance in their lives.
0: They're able to differentiate like the fact that school is necessary, but then they don't have, I guess, the freedom to be more expressive. Right, here, yeah, it's a lot like, for a lot of them. It's a little bit more relaxed, but at the same time, there's a trust there. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And I mean, part of the reason that I, um, maybe I'm going to be like skipping ahead to other questions, so part of the reason that I chose, that I just, like wanted to get involved here was because of the philosophy of, like, Meeting the whole child because so every all of the kids who are involved in CPYC have go have they go they have a therapist like they do men, their mental health services on site and all the kids have like I don't know if it's weekly or I don't know exactly how often but um but they're all they all see see a counselor and talk and are, are able to have that so it's getting rid of not only the like, stigma of having incarceration in your family, but this, like, the stigma of mental health and saying that this stuff is important. And kids, like, they, they will, so sometimes the rooms are in the corner and sometimes, especially with some of the kids, some days like, you can tell from the beginning that they're like, not going to like in a classroom with other kids. It's maybe going to be hard for them to focus. And so Mr. Walker and Ms. Theo would be like, why don't you take one of the side rooms and they'll go in and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I talked to I talked to my therapist this week." in here, you know, um, and just to be open about that, I think is is really important. And that's something that um, that I thought was was unique. And um, the, the like the openness to the emotional state of the child, because like you said, in school, there's not necessarily that emotional, uh, there's not space for all of the emotions. Because you know, there's one teacher and 30 kids, and um, and you have to get through a curriculum. Whereas here, you know, like there's so there's so many staff and volunteers that like you can take that time and say like, okay, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna like breathe and see how you're feeling. Um, and I think that's something that they don't necessarily get at school, and maybe they don't always get at home either. Um, so so that's part of one of the reasons that I. Uh, when I learned that about them, that I wanted to be involved. Okay.
0: So. That's good. No, uh, it's great because you answered a whole bunch of questions, <laughs> which is not a bad thing at all. Uh, <laughs> While well, you were important, yeah, yeah, you knocked it all out. Um, okay, great. Oh, let's just go to the last one. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I thank you so much because all that information is important. I think for those who don't know about this organization, it's great to hear. From your perspective, at least, like what entails, what involves, and why is it important to you? So, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and it's and I've learned I've learned so much because I have been um, I like I don't work with kids as like as my profession, but I am involved in, in education, and I've always I've done a lot of like things over the years. I volunteered at elementary schools, and I've worked as a camp counselor. So I, like I've had lots of um, lots of involvement with kids. But it's still every day is something new, right? And, um,
0: well, what, and what makes sorry to cut you off. What makes that this experience different from those other experiences? That you've
1: yeah, been? yeah. So, um, well, so part of it is. I mean, so I was going to say is that I learn. I've learned so much here, and it's um, and well, one of one of the differences is that usually what, like the other times that I volunteered, besides the camp counseling, I think, which is. Um, which has, has its own thing but you know a lot of times when you volunteer it's like an hour or two whereas the Saturday sessions from 9:45 to 2 p.m. it's it's a big chunk of time so having so that um, so having kind of the ups and downs of that many hours where we're trying you know um, trying to get some maybe some homework done trying to get um, trying to stay centered on like what can be what can help you in school, whether it's reading or, or even just like telling a story, um, and so I've learned about sort of the cycles of like like I think it's genius that they have the breaks, <laughs> and Mr. Walker seems to know exactly when to put the breaks in there. Um, so that is something, at least from my personal experience, that's different. Just having that like bigger chunk of time, um, but also the way, the way that it's there is there are rules. While there is flexibility, so I mean, you can't obviously you can't have no rules, right? Because we have to learn. We live in a society that has rules, and, and we need to learn how to how to um, how to follow rules. But there, but the rules are based on respect, and um, which I think I mean not necessarily that it's the only place here, but the but the way that that is put front and center, um, and the way I've learned, um, like Mr. Walker says, a lot of times. Um, silence, silence is the loudest voice, or something. Um, and just uh, the I've I've learned to kind of sit back and like have patience. And so if some, if if um, you know if a kid is can't sit still and is trying, you know, we're trying to get through a math worksheet, but he's running around. I've um, I've started, it doesn't always work, but you know sometimes when you just like say, okay, why don't you run to the end of the room and come back and then you just sit there, you know, or you or you just let him, sometimes, because a lot of times they do it to get your reaction, you know, and so i realized that, that the, um, that sometimes pausing is, that's what I've learned from from working here a lot. And so yeah, I think that's. No, no, that's
0: fine, <laughs> that's great. Um, let's just go to the last one right now. Um, so share one memorable moment from here that you could think of. Top of your head. Does it have to be the top five? Just, just one of them that come to mind.
1: So one time, um, this was actually early on. It might've even been last year that, but it is still, it was still like, so i was so impressed and it was so special The um, so I was working with Nicholas and, um, he and I have, we go way back. Um, and Nicholas has, we had actually gotten through his work and we were, um, we had we had made like a pack that he could that we could like get a coloring book and color, and I just expected him to just you know to pick to pick some pages in color. But he started cutting out the characters from this coloring book, and um and, and like he and it was all his initiative going rather than just coloring. He was like, we're gonna make a play, and he got characters and he like had he had um, he's, like, set up a story, and so just to see his, how imaginative he is, and, um, and so we worked on this, we worked on this play with, the, like, a little puppet show kind of thing, and, um, at one point, he was, like, okay, got, and then the, it was getting towards the end of the day, so it was, like, guys, who wants to see my puppet show, and he set up, he set up chairs, and, um, and it, I was just so, it made me realize the, like, um, well, that learning can happen in all kinds of moments, you know, that, um, I was like, oh, we're just going to, like, relax and color, which is good in and of itself, but he took it above and beyond, and, and he's one, the, I mean, Nicholas is so, like, his imagination is just amazing, and, um, and for him, and he was also using, like, stage directions, like, I was just like, where did you get this vocab, where did you it, <laughs> so, um, so we, I mean, yeah, he was, you know, and he was telling me what to do and when to when to put up the the next character, and um, and some of the other kids, you know, sat down and like he watched watched his play that he basically made up of at the top of his head. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's
0: awesome. That's I would have never, I would have never like I guess my younger me would have never like conjured that up speak.
1: Yeah, I was really impressed. And so then the next week I was like, um. I, you know, I tried to. Other this year, it's funny. He Nicholas also he loves he like is he draws a lot and so he he likes to draw. He has like books. He's making comic books himself. So you ask him about Stickman, he can he has like a whole a whole series of books. But the next week I also wanted to try to build on that. I was like, remember that play? Why don't we like write the list of characters and then it was and um, and it was good for a little bit. But then I I think he could tell they also can tell when you're like trying to get in like maybe two directly, like, making it more of a learning moment, and then he's like, okay, we're done now. <laughs> I'm over it.
0: That was last week. Yeah, exactly. On to the next venture. Exactly. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, man. No, that's great. See, that's a great memory. Yeah, it was, it was really
1: nice.
0: So what is your motivation for getting up every day making the best of it, and in particular, working with CPMYC?
2: So, I did want to start volunteering somewhere. I didn't know where. You know, I live in Brooklyn. Bed-Stuy is not my immediate community, but I did want to work in Brooklyn. And a friend of mine told me, a friend of mine who lives in Bed-Stuy told me about this program. And I thought it was so great because there's a huge incarceration problem in America, specifically with minorities. And, you know, there's also a cycle with children that have incarcerated parents that also wind up being incarcerated. So COP is a program to try to like, you know, stop that, inhibit these kids from going down the same path. So I thought it was super important. I said if I can come here and make a slight difference in their lives, it would be incredible. So that's what motivates me to come here every Saturday. Good. good.
0: That's awesome. I like that. how did you hear about and when did you start here at COP? Okay, okay, yeah, go <laughs> yeah. You can just answer. <laughs> okay. okay,
2: so um, I think a friend of mine, as I said before, she told me about COP, and we both came to orientation together. I think it was in January of this year, and it took a while for them to get back to us because we had to do background checks and we had to do a phone interview. So I think I started either late February or March. I'm not quite sure, but this is like. I want to say my eighth or ninth time here. Yeah. Okay,
0: great. Um, Okay, so for those who don't know anything about CPMIC, Mm -hmm. what is one thing they should know? Like, yeah,
2: what is one thing they should know about the organization? Okay. (laughs) So, should I describe the program? Like, what it stands for? Well, yeah, you could could describe it a Mm -hmm. little bit if
0: you want, but I guess if that kind of leads you to the answer, then, yeah.
2: I mean, I think if people know nothing about it, of course, it's you know dealing with the children who have like some incarcerated relative, whether it be a mom, a dad, or a close relative, um, in the community, and it's basically just mentorships, you know, volunteering, just showing them that there are people that care about them, and maybe putting them down the right track in case they veer off, because it would be very easy to veer off. You know, I can't imagine having a parent not be there, not being able to see my parent when I want to, having to look at a parent behind, you know, a glass window. Um, so I think COP just has a lot of benefits in general for the children, just for them to feel like there are people that are there for them despite, you know, their parents not being able to be there for them. So yeah, it's a great organization.
0: Well, that's a good answer. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> just like... Just like... <laughs> you are good. That's a great answer. This is coming straight from you. It's not a PR okay. stat here, you know? Like, um, Okay. So, why is your work or why is your time here with the org important for the children? Mm-hmm. And I guess you kind of answered that a little bit. Okay. Um, and, you know, if you feel like you already answered that, that's fine. But, okay. And also, do you have a personal connection to this organization as well?
2: Okay. So, I don't know what it's like to have an incarcerated parent. But a lot of these kids are coming from single-parent households because, you know, one of their parents is incarcerated. But my mom was also a single parent, you know, my dad was kind of in and out of the picture. So I know what it's like to grow up in a single-parent household, but I can't imagine, you know, what it's like to have a parent who I can't see because technically, you know, I could pick up the phone and call my dad and see him if I wanted to. These children don't have that opportunity. so I don't have a personal connection, but I just know how important it is to just you know try to make a difference in these children's lives, and that's yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, that's fine.
0: Mhm. See, I don't. I, you're not <laughs> forcing the answer. It's not like, okay. all right? It's a lot of pressure. Not, <laughs> no, quite the opposite. Okay. No, it's just come straight from your heart. I yeah. to say, You know, um, mm-hmm. what is one thing you learned from volunteering? Oh.
2: Okay. Like, so, it doesn't have to,
0: I mean, learn in the sense of like, it could be something you learn about yourself, it could be mm-hmm. something you learn about the kids, it could be something you learn about the organization itself, it could mm-hmm. be something, just a learning experience for really, you. Mm-hmm. Like, what was one learning experience that you received from being here?
2: So, um, I worked with a lot of different kids when I would come volunteer here on Saturdays. Um, some were like, you know, really sharp, like with their homework, just would get it done super fast. And others had a lot more difficulty with it specifically reading and I worked with two little boys who would just shut down just emotionally shut down when they had to do their reading like they would actually you know just some of them would start crying some of them would leave the room some of them would put their head down just an emotional shutdown and so Of course, you have to exercise patience with them. Sometimes they just need a mental health break, and I tell them to just go sit down for five minutes, take a deep breath, but you have to get this done because I think a lot of them think that it's okay to escape, you know, like maybe if I pull a tantrum, I won't have to do this, but I think it's important to let them know that life is chock full of challenges and you have to face them, otherwise, (laughs) you're not gonna get anywhere. So I think COP does a good job of doing that. I don't know if I should call it COP. I think it's C P, right? Well,
0: I mean, I, I know that C P and YC, but I didn't know C O P. I so... I
2: probably call it C O P. No, <laughs> so no, that's no, no, that's
0: fine. I think CP. when I when I describe it within the series context, people yeah. understand that it's yeah children promise NYC. Yeah, them, children promise whatever it are given. So yeah. it's fine to use either one. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So what I realized because I also used to work at a vocational school. And at this, vo- this was for adults, you know. At this vocational school, there were children that went through the public school system in New York, and some of them couldn't put a sentence together. And that was hugely eye opening for me that they made it through, you know, all of their life in the schooling system, graduated, and they couldn't write a proper sentence grammatically. So, working with these children, sometimes you see. They're already behind, you know, and because they don't have that huge support system at home, it's another impediment, you know? So I just learned that they need a lot of help. They need a lot of encouragement, a lot of support, a lot of motivation, and they need to learn to face their fears, a lot of them, and that's what we're here for, you know, to just push them to challenge themselves because you have to go through it, you can't go around it, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. I think it, I mean, that's one of the challenges, but also one of the benefits, too. Right. Whereas, like, it is challenging because you know that there are certain things that they're struggling with. Right. And it stems from somewhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, you know, I I like the fact that this place gets to the root of it Mm -hmm. and it tackles it from different angles. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just the academic aspect, there's the emotional aspect. Right. Social aspect of it—it's mm-hmm. it's all those things that kind of help right? to build that foundation mm-hmm. better.
2: And I know, like, trauma can like totally mess you up academically. So, I can only imagine because when my parents were getting divorced, I remember I was in first grade and the teacher was literally asking me, you know, what I don't know, five. Subtracted, you know from tennis and I could and she would draw the picture and cover five balls And I still was just like drawing a blank and it's not because I didn't know the answer It's just that my mind was completely somewhere else and that was just because my parents were getting divorced So I can't even imagine these children that are thinking about their parents somewhere What's happening with to my dad or what's happening to my mom? when can I see my mom like for them to just be able to like get through they're academics, you know, of course it's going to be challenging for them because they are going through trauma, but for them to just make that effort and do that, I think they're already winning, you know?
0: That's good, that's good. I agree. Alright. So, now, yeah. one memorable moment, one story that you should
2: Oh, there's so many. So, <laughs> one, one little girl here, her name is Zoe, you probably know Zoe i just feel like she's so so beautiful like you just know she's gonna do amazing things because she has this this cheeky spirit about her just her eyes you know she's incredibly bright but she's not just bright she's super charming and she's very mature for her age and it's just like you look into this little girl's eyes and you just know she's gonna do so many amazing things (laughs) and that's what inspires me too you know because you come here to try to inspire these kids, encourage them, but in the end, they fill you with, you know, encouragement and joy. And that's what keeps people coming back, you know, like the way you feel, the way these children make you feel. Yeah, so I think there have been so many memorable things, but just these children, meeting these children and getting to know them has been really wonderful.
0: So, um, yeah, what is your motivation to get up every day and make the best of it, as well as work for CPYC?
3: Well, the children, um, they keep me coming back. Uh, they keep me wanting to work here. Um, there's something about, I have a soft spot for them, so it's being here um, motivates me every day to get up and just be able to make an impact in their lives. So. Alright,
0: good answer. See? No <laughs> answer is a wrong answer, so okay. it's fine. Um, how did you hear about the organization and when did you start?
3: I actually applied on Indeed, and I didn't even remember that I applied, but somehow I wanted to get into educa- the education field, wasn't sure how to go about it, and I randomly applied, I guess, and I randomly got called um, to come in, and they loved me, and here I am.
0: Okay, cool, great. Um, for those who don't know anything about the organization, what is one thing they should know?
3: Um, one thing about CPNYC, they really care about the children that are here, and they really care about um, being able to have a positive impact on the children here, um, because that's what it's about. Um, we don't want them to complete the to complete the cycle, um, you know, of them going to jail or anything like that. So we make sure that we love on them and give them all the care and make them understand that they they are um, they're important to us. So yeah. Cool.
0: Um, and okay that I guess it kind of answers that question why is your work why is your work at the organization important for the children and do you have a personal connection?
3: Um, I feel it's important because I feel like I can somehow make an impact in these children's lives Um, personally I had an uncle who was locked up Um, he's still locked up Um, when I was 16 it happened and I know the effects that it had on myself and my family so I can relate to the children who have personally um, have family that's away you know so yeah
0: And um, I I guess just to piggyback over that question considering that you kind of have an insight on that experience from your own life Mm -hmm. you know is it Does it make it easier, so to speak, to relate with the children, or is it kind of hard because you know that every circumstance is different?
3: Well, it's twofold. So I know that every circumstance is different. However, it also gives me the opportunity to be able to relate because it's kind of a similar background. Um, So, yeah.
0: Good, no, you're actually fine. Uh, okay. (laughs) You're not like... There's no right, as I said, there's no right or wrong answer, so you're doing great. Okay. (laughs) I'm just trying to get, you know, the best out of the questions and Mm -hmm. just get your perspective. Um, So
3: how long have you been working here? Since November of 2016.
0: Okay, cool. Yes. So about like... Eight months. Oh, okay, almost a year. Yeah. So Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. So um, what is one of the things that you've learned thus far from starting here to now about... um, yeah, what is one thing that you've learned? It doesn't have to be, it could be something personal, it could be something within an organization, but what was one learning experience for you that you've experienced working here so
3: far? Well, I've learned um, that you have to be flexible with the children because not every child. Uh. So, I've learned that you have to be flexible with the children because not every child is the same. Um, how you would speak to one child, you can't speak to another. Everybody um, reacts differently, um, so you just—it's uh, just about knowing who you're talking to and know how to talk to them. Um, especially maybe if they have maybe depression or something like that. You, you gotta—you can't scream at someone like that, you know. So it's very important um, to know who's your audience and how to speak to them. So yeah.
0: And through that learning experience, that for you made you like a better, like better equipped to work with the kids. Yes,
3: because when I first came, um, this is actually one of my first experiences working with children, and I thought just like randomly, I've watched children before, whether it's my siblings or my cousins. So I thought it was the same, but realizing that every every child is different, so um, you have to cater to each child um, differently, um, and. At first, I was very rigid and very, you know, cut. <laughs> like, I, I was very rigid. And um, I just had to learn how to maneuver um, with every child. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Hello. Hey, just need one quick moment. Uh, Is there a for walkies?
3: No walkies in here. No
0: walkies in here. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So the last question is: um, share one memorable moment um, from working here so far that you could just come up with.
3: Um, it actually happened recently. So, um, working here, I started working um, with a group of eight and nine year olds. Well, some of them are ten. Um, and recently they placed me with 12 and 13 year olds. So of course my eight and nine year olds were affected by that. Like, oh Miss Natasha, are you leaving? Um, so one of my students from that group, they actually um, thought that I wasn't gonna be back with them and she broke down crying. Um, so that meant a lot to me because it showed that somehow I've left the imprint um, with her, you know? And you, you never know how you're really affecting these children. Um, but to see that I've known, I know that I've, um, I've done something to impact her.
2: So yeah.
0: Yeah. So what is your motivation to get up every day and make the best of it? But on top of that, what is your motivation for you know working here at
4: CPNYC? My motivation for working here at Children of Promise is to see. It's really about the journey for me. To see a, a, a child that might be awkward, um, not too not too sure of himself, uh, he might have some fears and to kinda process or be the bridge that gets that that young that young male or that young female from point A to point B. You know, really that that, that, that I think that, that that sums it up. That's that's my motivation my motivation just to to be a part to be a, a part of something bigger than myself alright
0: alright okay. um, right. so the next one is uh, how did you hear about the organization and when did you start just kind of like a basic background
4: uh, actually I've been a part of this organization um, since it's been since it's been a thought since it's been on on, uh, on paper uh, miscontent and I go back a number of years and um, just you know she, she was she was doing her thing down at, at, at college down at Howard University. I was starting uh, my military career or around the middle of the, of my military career. And you know just we had a mutual friend who, who, who was incarcerated and during her visits, uh, to To see him, she started to realize um, that there were some disparities. You know, uh, there was there was like a there there were unseen victims. There were people not um, being thought about in 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 the process or in the, the wheel that we call uh, incarceration or mass incarceration or the the, the prison industrial complex um, and you know, because of my, my skill set, I, I, you know, I'm am a dad, and because of my skill set, um, it was like a natural fit. It just it, you know, she, the, the more that, I saw her her dream start to become a reality, and then when after that reality, it, it became a mission of hers, to um, stop the intergenerational incarceration of, of our people and you know she decided to stand up and I, I wanted to be a part of that a part of that mission i wanted her, i i i'm glad that she chose me um to to see that to kind of see it through and, and, and it's been a really good experience and a, and a really a, a good journey you know that's really for the most part um that, that's really just now starting to pick up speed and you know some notoriety and you know you can see the tangible um effect that we've had uh, working with these children
0: yeah I could, I could imagine that too if it's um, impactful uh, okay so for those who don't know about the organization like what is one thing that they should know like like if you don't know anything about this place right this is what you should keep in mind
4: um, we save lives we really really do that's the one thing that every every you know, if I could, I would. I would go to the highest building in the city and really just kind of shine a line, shine a light on what we do here, because you know, we we save lives. We we are the difference between, um, you know, and I, I don't want it to sound so 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 drastic, but we, in a lot of instances, we are the difference between life and death, and really not so much a physical death, but like a mental, a mental kind of uh. A, a death and you know we save lives here you know we're 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 you know none of the children uh that we have serviced up until this point has had no contact with law enforcement now that's saying a lot and i'm a father you know i have i have five children and you know my children get stopped regularly you know, stop and frisk, or, or stop and you know stop and probe, or whatever fancy name, whatever fancy catchphrase they got to it now. Um, but none of our children here have gone down the road that was intended for them to go down. They they didn't make that choice. You know that the, the adult in their life might have made that choice, but we're giving them better choices. We're, 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 we're giving them, um, you know, we're, we're teaching them SEL, you know, social emotional learning. We're teaching them how to regulate um, their behavior, how to regulate themselves, how to be um, a, a part of something bigger than themselves. And, you know, and we're teaching them how to uplift their communities. But, you know, in a nutshell, if, you know, if I wanted somebody to know something about this organization, we save lives. We save lives.
0: Okay. Oh, that's important. I appreciate that. Um, why is your work here at the organization important for the children? And do you have a personal connection with the organization? I mean, you've obviously been here since the beginning. right? But, I mean, if there's just a specified question, considering the mission of the organization, right. do you have like a personal, I guess, experience that could kind of make the bridge between mm. what's happening here mm. and what you've been through, you know, mm. um, I guess, make more sense. Okay. You know, uh, I mean, just a little bit more context, but, like, you have volunteers that just come in, they don't really, I mean, they know, they get to learn about the organization right. through just volunteering, but it's kind of like, And just to be real, like, if you haven't had a parent that's been through the system, right. you kind of, right can't, I mean... You can have an impact on the children, but right. it doesn't really touch you as deep as if right. somebody were to right. go through that. You right. Know what I'm saying? right. I understand. So, you know, that's so kind of where the
4: first right. part of your question um, was why is why is your work at the organization important to the for the children? Like I said earlier, um, being that bridge, being being that being that male Role model, an older male role model being a strong uh, male role model. I think it's important for the children to see that, both male and female. Um, I think because of the interruption that the incarceration has has caused, they don't really get to see that a lot of times. Even you know, it, it's unfortunate, but a lot of times in our communities, you know, even without the the incarceration. They don't see the male and feminine um, energy at work at its highest level, that their balance. And I think, for me, to answer the first part of that question, for me, um, my work here at this organization is important for the children to give them that 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 role model, that, that 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 image. to to look up to or to aspire to be and really not even stop on my level but to go past surpass me you know be the best that you can be and I you know how the young people say uh, like I'm the plug I'm able to plug them into that uh the second part uh do I have you said you asked do you have a personal connection uh to the organization uh yeah um my connection is with these young people really uh young people are not calcified you know they're not tied up with you know social norms they don't you know they don't they don't go along to get along children are always exploring they're always trying to figure something out and it, it it keeps me focused on what i need to do because a constant reinforcement the constant positive reinforcement to a young person is literally keeping me on my on my game. You know, if I had a chance to go back and talk to the 6-year-old me or the 8-year-old me or the, the 10-year-old me or the 12-year-old me, you know, I think it, it becomes personal for me because I'm telling them what I would have wanted somebody to tell me or in most cases what older people did tell me. You know there was there was a time where we got our 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 power sitting at the feet of our older people. That's gone now. Mm-hmm. You know where you know If you want to find find out something, you just look in the phone. You can Google it. You don't go to Big Mama's house or you don't go to Auntie Pearl's house to get that information anymore. You know, Uncle Buck is not showing our children how to plant food anymore. You know? So it's personal for me because I want a segment of the population, when I start to get older, I want to have such an effect on my community that when a younger person sees me they would be willing to look out for this older guy you know and and in our history there were no 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 words for jails there were no words for old folks home you know because we didn't put grandma and grandpa in an old folks home uh you know because of the laws of maat the laws that we followed when when you know years ago you know, you did not you would not have committed a crime because there were there was no need for you to commit a crime. You didn't you would not offend somebody because there was no reason to offend somebody. There was really no reason to hurt or attack somebody because the affirmations that you followed as a human being would not allow you to do that. So it's personal for me because I, I want I want to leave this planet knowing that all the gifts that the creator gave me I was able to put to good use and I finished my life on e it's 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 that personal for me
1: you know I've had
4: experience walking about around the city of brooklyn and I'm a bronx guy so to walk in bedside brooklyn and have a young person hey mr walker come up to me and you know anywhere anywhere you know and 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 it's and it's and it's and it, again it, it's a personal thing because i always have to be doing the right thing i can't talk about it unless i'm being about it right how i like to tell them you know you got to be able to keep your word so if i'm telling you that you need to work hard and and aim high and 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 and, and do the right things all the time pay attention to detail uh you know get it right the first time then that is positive it's not only for the young people it's positive reinforcement to myself even at my age to always remember to connect the dots or you know like miscontent likes to stay here say stay say here uh you know finish it see it all the way through you know what i mean we're, we're not doing anything arbitrary arbitrarily you know finish up it has to be with with conviction it has to be with 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 transparency. It has to be done from a place that, you know, you're thinking about the end game. What why am I doing this? What's the end result of this? And and we're not we're never gonna be successful as a people if I'm doing it for selfish reasons. So I'm I'm giving of myself. That's what makes it personal for me.
0: Yeah, I could I could relate with that. Just in the sense of finishing seeing it one Think through, right? You know I'm Seeing saying? it through, yeah. Whether it's just like personal things mm-hmm. or just like project driven, becomes
4: personal, you know. Like, I, I, I mean, I know, you know, we service upwards of 125, 135 children. There are literally 135 stories in this building, there are 135 minds. That we're trying to mold. There are there are 135 individuals here, and you know if you can if you can affect the children, you can change your reality. You know, it's it's very personal. It's very very personal for me.
0: Hmm. Yeah. All right. So the last question is, uh, <clears throat> share one memorable moment. From working here, that you can recount. As I said, it could be something recently, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as far as back as you remember, but just one that pops into your head. Because I know. Uh,
4: literally, honestly, one one that I'm 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 living on right now. There's a there's a few, one that I'm living on right now is you met my satellite today, right? And I kind of gave you the background story on him. But the the best memory that I go away with. You know, we're here it's Saturday and we're at Saturday Resource Center. But what keeps me going throughout the week is when I when I give him the opportunity to be the satellite and you watched him just run around, right? Did you see the pure joy in his face? Just him being a getting a chance to be a kid or being a, a young man and it just it's that simple, really. And looking at his face and knowing that I had a part in that. You know, at the end of the day, seeing those things, like, I don't have a problem. When you look at it, when you think about my, when I think about my life and when I think about what I have to do when I leave here or what my schedule is gonna be like for the week, like, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have any problems. And that's, that's it's, it's memorable to me. Uh, uh, another, another memorable uh, moment, uh, we had a, a young man here named uh, Isaiah. And, uh, you know, initially, you know, he's having a, a, a really hard time adjusting um, to his father's incarceration. So he's really down on himself. And, you know, there, there was a lot of pushback from him and it's surprising sometimes like you're here and you're caring for these ch- children and you 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 realize that a lot of times they almost they almost dislike you because you're 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 helping them and you're showing them the love and the understanding but you're not you're not that custodial parent, so you get that mixed reaction like you know. They get mad at you because they wish that it was their father, or their mother that was spending all this time and being, being around and, and you know motivating them and kind of being that bridge or that plug or, and, and put him in, 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 in a, a certain direction. But when he, when he graduated high school and got accepted into a college, and when he came back to share that news with us that was for me a really uh memorable moment because we had something to do with that not just me but we the organization had something to do with that especially if you would have saw him where he was at the very beginning you know uh you know uh, one of my one of the things i like to tell the children you know an inch is a cinch a yard is hard so i want you to think about your life sometimes if you have to to make it easier for yourself in inches. Don't think about the yard. Don't think about, you know, that long-term goal or that mid-range goal. Think about something as simple as, you know, when you get up, I'm gonna brush my teeth today. When, I'm gonna, when I get up, I'm gonna make my bed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take as much pressure off of my mom or my caregiver as I can and take it in increments. And to have him initially, like, because our history in the beginning was kind of rocky. Because, you know, he was mad. He was just angry. He was ashamed. You know, he was pissed off. And then to have him come back after everything that we've been through and just, you know, here we're talking about somebody 18, 19 years old walking up to you and giving you a hug and saying, thanks, man. It's because of you. You know what I'm saying? And And that's 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 what it's about that's what it's about right there that's what it's about cuz he's he's not going to be a statistic or she he or she is not going to be a statistic because of the the, the you know the, the things that we are able to help the children with.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Minutes Heard Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and follow or subscribe to Minute Made New York on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. Do you have a minute?